You're listening to What's Us Sports with Mo Cohen, Peasy Delarisi, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's uh, you know who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cordero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here, uh, and he quote and I quote, "I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face." <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school, I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half, and I filled it with hot sauce. So he's going to have to slip this down. Why are you give me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat this. Okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Welcome everyone, you are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I have a terrible issue. That was a very sexy voice. Yeah, there we go. So, I have an issue because we do all our stuff, like if we pull back the curtain a second, we do all our stuff like Google, uh, Google Docs, Google Sheets, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it is, it's just you didn't update the title, but everything else is updated. No, but it wasn't updated on my phone. It had literally the topics. I didn't know what the first topic was. <laughs> I was like, I, this is going to be an interesting show. I had the exact same problem when I loaded it up. <laughs> and I was yeah. like staring at like, This like, isn't right. We're running yeah. out of music. Uh, Eagle starts singing. <laughs> I'm uh, the host of Hot Sauce Sports. Nobody Please wants to hear Eagle sing. Sorry? Nobody wants to hear Eagle sing. That's true. That's true. It's pretty, can, you beat, can you beatbox? So no, no was the answer. You could just say no. You could just say no. Um, uh, that's our producer, Eagle Terry Tam. Eclary Terry. Eclary Finally Terry. learning what an eclair is. Do you know why I call you Eclary Terry? What? You know, I know why I call you Eclary Terry. Because I am. Um, I don't know. All right. <laughs> A friend of mine. He says, uh, "Who are you doing the show with?" I said, uh, "My buddy Terry." And so he says, "Is it Scary Terry?" Scary yeah. Terry, the reference from uh, Rick and Morty. Sure. Never watched and that episode. And I said, uh, it sure is good. I know, I heard. He said, I said, no, he's actually not scary. He's like the opposite of scary. Like, uh, Clary. Clary Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're a Clary Terry, because you're a nice guy. For, for people who don't know what Ego looks like, he looks very close to Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, if, if Mark Wahlberg was a horrible mistake that happened yeah. in the childbirthing and process. And if Mark Wahlberg's testicles haven't dropped yet. Yeah, and if his like, mom was banging crystal meth the entire <laughs> pregnancy. You guys laugh. I got woken up on a red eye from Arizona back to Montreal by someone sitting next to me saying, excuse me, are you Mark Wahlberg? And I was like, would I be sitting in the back of a plane on a red eye from Arizona if Mark, I was Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg I mean, is also I mean, like also, five. If you know me about Mark Wahlberg, you might though. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could have been just a crazy weekend. Mark Wahlberg is uh, hes a fascinating human being. Mm-hmm. He's also super jacked, so I don't know how the hell. <laughs> you are not. But speaking of super jacked, biceps. See, super jacked and weird guy. Jose Canseco, man. This dude is amazing. He's beautiful. Have you. So. Have you ever followed Eagle? While I'm talking about the story, if you can dig up some uh, awesome tweets by Jose Canseco at any point in this timeline, <laughs> it would be awesome. Right now, he's selling excursions to see alien or Bigfoot sites. Fire festival. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's funny because like, this is the first one I pulled up. <laughs> Go on a Bigfoot and alien excursion with Jose Canseco. Contact Morgan Management at, and there's a phone number. So I'm not interested in Bigfoot or alien sightings. I don't care. If they're there, they're there. They literally they're don't affect my life and it, unless I get probed by either one. <laughs> I, and I, the one I don't want to be probed by is Bigfoot because Big Feet. Exactly. Means, you know. His uh, Twitter profile picture is actually Obi-Wan Kenobi, but with his face. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. He's a legend, this guy, man. Um, He's a legend. So, but I, I'm interested in going just because it's Jose Canseco. <laughs> right? Like, like, there's no way that's not awesome, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy, he's j- jacked to the gills. Mm-hmm. He's uh, be fucking beaut on Twitter. It means he, he his one-liners are sick. And his book was actually hilarious if you read it. Yeah, I did. And It's hilarious because of the dumb shit that he says. <laughs> he's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah. He's not stable. No. Um... But he was right. He was the like, it was the imperfect messenger. We're going to talk the about imperfect, imperfect messenger, messenger later today. But uh, what like like he was right about baseball, right? It's just that like nobody wanted to hear it from crazy <laughs> ass Jose Canseco. You guys, you guys, an eagle? Uh, yeah. So I was just scrolling through his feed. Um, you would not need borders if conditions in other countries were better. But then he follows that up with, "You don't need a wall. You need android robots." <laughs> <laughs> Drone strikes. Amazing. <laughs> Drone strikes. Amazing. And then invest in space travel. <laughs> Is he being sarcastic? I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm telling you. Like, okay, we're going to have Jose Canseco tweet of the week yeah. as of next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagle, <laughs> <laughs> you now have more jobs. Um, tweet of the week for sure. 
But we have a full week of news. Yes, we do. So we'll get that. And we're stripped down. We don't have our one of our producers. Fuck him. He's in the Dominican Republic. He's enjoying his life. Um, so here with us. for those watching the show, it's a little bit stripped down graphically from what we usually do. We graphics. actually get a lot more views right now on YouTube than we get on uh, on Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So we need to find a way. I know, I know that like this is like way too behind the curtain and no one's actually interested except us. But we don't ever <laughs> actually have meetings. So we need to find a way. We have a group chat. We can, we can like collect all of the views and listens in one place and then it's far more impressive. Of course, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when you split them up, it's, it's like, all right, what are these guys doing it for? Let's get the news. <laughs> My f- Favorite weekend of the year. Why? My favorite sports weekend of the year. <laughs> Has nothing to do with sports. This weekend? Absolutely. Okay. Want to know why? No. Okay. Conversation <laughs> over. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. You're the worst teammate ever. <laughs> I'm not going to set you up. All right. Well, I'll set myself Just up. do you, bro. The reason why, the reason why is because this is the weekend that all NBA stars market their shoes. Okay. And I love shoes. Okay. I, am, I have a problem. Really? I have too many pairs of shoes. How many? Um, I want to say upwards of 30. I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> I'm not joking. And, and then I have like... He said I have about me. 30, I'd say. I don't wear them all, though. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. So I have like a spreadsheet with the ones I also need to buy with a priority list and the ones that need to be replaced. Ah. Yeah. So what do you do with the old ones? I, uh, you I wait till this weekend so you buy a new pair? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, I tend to give them... I have just like a donation center. In oh, okay. Area, cool. so I tend to give those. I don't um, know who the fuck would wear your smelly ass feet. Well, you know, people that don't have a choice there. <laughs> <laughs> Rich ass Terry Tam over here. Excuse me. But like, have you seen any of them? I'm bourgeoisie. I saw one. It was, uh, whose was it? It, they were, it was like yellow and purple. I forgot whose was. Maybe, maybe it was LeBron's. But no, I don't really pay attention to this shit. All right. Well, there's, uh, there's one, uh, my favorite one so far. And I can't, I can't open the link. This is it. So far, the show, we need all of our production team. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, but it was like uh, the, the draft, the Kobe draft day prototypes oh, okay. are sweet. Okay, maybe it was those ones then. They're like blue, like blue or I'm not good with colors, colorblind. I believe they're blue and white. Colorblind. Um, the link on the, on the script doesn't work. Kobe draft day prototype shoes. They're just, they're just nice. And then there's the, uh, the Jordan, the new Jordan ones. These that ones? Came out. Yes. Love them. Not bad. Love them. I like them. Um, there's the, the green Jordan um, Jordan ones that just came out. The okay, yeah. I think those are the ones that I've seen. Yeah, they're nice. They're nice. But what is it with that with that jersey that they're doing where you can change the number? Yeah, so uh, for the ultimate bandwagon fan, <laughs> it's like a, a nondescript jersey. You can change <coughs> the number and play a team player. It's pretty cool because yeah. sometimes I don't buy a jersey. Yeah. Like, yeah, what if he's not on the team anymore? Then it's going to be. I obsolete. don't even think it's a team jersey. I think it's just a generic jersey. Yeah. And it changes player name. But you, I, I guess they can get it in different teams. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the one I saw was just a black jersey. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But the NBA is great at this kind of stuff. Though. They're great at. They're also market. great at losing money because when you buy a jersey and it, the it's obsolete, you, you say buy that. another one. You say that though, <laughs> and and this is how it ties into our next topic, which we'll get to in a, in a second. But Adam Silver took. A league that was making four point eight billion dollars and it's making over nine billion. No, no, he's I mean, yeah, he's great. Though, I mean, obviously, I think they, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I I don't always see it, but they know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, do you watch any of the NBA All Star Weekend? Um, I usually watch the um, the three point the three point challenge three point shootout whatever you want to call it three uh, point challenge. Three point three point challenge. Yeah, I like I the, the dunk contest kind of <laughs> wears on me. I don't find it interesting. I won't tune in to watch. I'll watch it like on I'll the also highlights. highlights yeah. yeah, but I like the Rising Stars game. Oh, the I Rising Stars game, yeah, that's actually better. Uh, I didn't watch it. Though. It is better. I actually I saw I saw a bit of it this morning, uh, because I'm an old man. I fell asleep way too early last but night. There's a lot of good players. I ate team. too much lobster thermidor, but you know how much. What the hell is a lobster thermidor? Why are you eating? Thermidors? I ordered extra thermidor because I didn't know what <laughs> What's it was. What's a thermidor? No, it's a, it's a, a recipe. You know what I'm thinking? It is. Yeah, a thermostat. It is not a thermostat. <laughs> you ate. It's thermos- just a lot of cream. <laughs> it's the heaviest thing in the world. You ate mercury. Is what yeah, it, 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 I was in retrograde. <laughs> that's. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so the Rising Stars game was great. Kuzma went off. I yeah. made you wonder why LeBron wants to get rid of him so much. Because he can get bigger names. Because he's so good. Yes. And and, I, and LeBron is like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Play well, sir. Play well, so I can send you off to another fucking team. But let's get into the NBA trade deadline. <clears throat> so that's come and gone. Yes. As expected. Very the, active. The big trade didn't happen. But what happened instead is teams start to panic. And I found now that LeBron is not in the East, yeah. teams in the East a lot to try and. Stay competitive. Or of get course, more yeah. Well, that's what he said too, right? Yeah, 
He said, now they all think they have a chance because I'm not there anymore. You know, I mean, a little more modesty. But, like, he's been, since he's been in the league, he's been to every finals. Like, this will be the first one in, like, over a decade. That really? He doesn't, yeah. Eagle, find out how many consecutive finals LeBron has played in. And till now, he was always representing the East. Fuck, we don't talk about him like we talk about Tom Brady. Eight consecutive NBA finals. Yeah. Eight consecutive. That's crazy. So, almost a decade. Almost and it was with two teams. With two teams. Back Three, technically. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, he's not getting to a ninth one. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he's gonna get there either. <clears throat> but he's trying to. He's trying to. He's trying to get it. And I think that in the East, you see teams like Boston at the beginning of the year. You thought they would make it, and mm. then you, oh, maybe Toronto. You know, with Kawhi, I think Toronto. Even though I'm a huge hater, they really uh, they made a real big push. The, and and getting rid of the Valanciunas contract is huge. Is huge. Uh, because it allows them flexibility in the off season. Because they're gonna make a move to try and keep Kawhi Leonard. There. Of course, yeah. Um, Kawhi, his, if they can keep the salt. His New Balance commercial came out, by the way. And is it good? Uh, it's pretty. He takes a shot at James Harden. Oh, he does. Yeah, he's like, it's just something like, I don't have to chase fouls to be great or something like that. Oh, I, I, like, yeah, I saw it's that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But now Kawhi's interesting. I mean, I, I like. He's the most boring person of all mm-hmm. time. Naturally, why New Balance sponsored? Yeah, because no one else wanted. <laughs> and New Balance is like, hey, we make shoes. <laughs> some, at the media day, some some reporter asked him, hey, can you give us a smile? And he gave like, <laughs> no, no, he just like, he, went, he kind of just like smirked, and. I was like, that's the worst fucking smirk I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Because he's never done it before. That's it. He doesn't know how to do it. Doesn't know how to show his teeth. No. Um, but who do you think was the big winner on draft day? Toronto. Toronto, for me, is uh, number one. To get Gasol, uh, Jeremy Lin's going to help a lot. I mean, that team, that whole starting lineup to me is unreal. So I think Jeremy Lin helps in the regular season, but like, how much is a backup point guard? Well, oh, no, in depth, I think it'll help in the but playoffs. But depth doesn't matter in the playoffs in the NBA. It's true. Every, you're, 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 playing six, you're playing six players for the bulk of the game. Uh, and, like, the Warriors now are, like, <laughs> sharing minutes and taking taking fourth quarters off, basically. Yeah. But in, in the playoffs, they play all game long. So, I I mean, Toronto, for me, is number one. You don't um, you don't think the uh, the addition to Tobias Harris for the Sixers? That's a that's a nice trade overall. Yeah. Cause it helped now, both teams. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. But Tobias Harris going to the Sixers, they have a legit starting five now, mm-hmm. like top five, and it's not. It's interesting. I mean, they're a team now. The East is open. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna take it now. It's it's and it sucks because the finals is not what's interesting because we know who's gonna win the finals. Yeah. Um. But I mean, we don't know. We know. It's, I mean, there's four <laughs> Hall of Famers playing on on the team. Are we assuming they're Hall of Famers they already? Will be. They will okay. be absolutely. I, I mean, all four of them. Yeah. So here's the thing. Even Clay. Clay has already made, in a season, made more three-pointers than Larry Bird did in his career. So yeah, but Larry Bird played in a time where you didn't have to. I understand. It just it, he, The amount of threes he's shooting is unprecedented. He's the yeah. best catch-and-shoot player in our in the NBA history. Uh, I think yeah, he's, well, he's up there for sure. And Steph will be in there. What about Kevin Green? Durant? Maybe not Draymond Green. Draymond Green's the fourth one. Draymond yeah. Green, he kind of did. He has the Chris Bosh role where he... He he's the greatest sacrificer on that team. Like yeah. he does all the dirty work and mm-hmm. doesn't get stats that he would get playing on. Let's say if he was on the Bulls and was the only player putting up twenty and getting. I think he'll he'll, he'll go down as like like a very respected player, mm-hmm. kind of like a Robert Ory, if that means anything. Yeah. He's be, more talented than Robert. He is, but Robert Ory is never going to make it no yeah. matter how many championships he had. He's never going to make the um, the Hall of Fame. So I don't see Draymond Green getting into Hall of Fame because of that comparison. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Why well, they have three? <laughs> they have three, <laughs> and and one of them is a a, fr- a freak monster athlete who's unguardable by any human, um, and uh, is likely the second best player in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> likely, if not, you know, like if wait, we, you say KD? Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't think so. KD is the best shot cre- shot maker in the league. Steph Curry. No. Because LeBron Curry. For me, Curry, Curry, Curry can be guarded in the fourth quarter and can cannot create his own shot. I guess so. Right where KD can post up, he can get to the basket, he can shoot the three, he can he can shoot over. Dude, like last I guess I just don't like him. Correct, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's it's the whole Barry Bonds thing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's a dickhead. He's also awesome. So he's a great. I love Barry Bonds. Me too, because I like I like assholes. I, I'm I'm done with because it. because. Barry Bonds was an asshole. KD's not an asshole. He's a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair, fair, fair. He like whines. Yeah. He's not like fuck you. Like next question because it's stupid. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, not he's like not the Kobe that way. guy. Yeah. He's not, yeah my my favorite Kobe, Kobe quote of all time was they asked him during the finals, "Hey, where do you think LeBron's going to go uh, next season?" He said, "I don't give a fuck. It's the finals." Good answer. It was the best answer I'd ever heard. It was the best answer. And like, but like when you go home at night, if you're that reporter, your wife left you right? <laughs> for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's no chance. There's no chance. Um, 
kind of moving on into the NBA slash NFL. This is like a story that involves both. Um, NBA commissioner, uh, I was going to say Sterling, but anyway, uh, Adam Silver has uh, has been approached by the NFL owners to maybe make a run at being the NFL commissioner. There's, I mean, a thing I don't understand is, and so like let's go back. Actually, let's let's go back to a clip I want to play earlier. How how much do you hate your boss when you've gone publicly and asked for a new boss? And and not only that, <laughs> the thing is, is is like I mean, Goodell's done what they've needed him to do. He's been the meat shield, right? Like yeah. he just takes the heat for all the things the owners want. Uh, Eagle, the the clip where Yanis uh, uh, and, yeah. and LeBron are drafting their teams. So this is my that first pick in the second round. I'm going with is Anthony this on the Davis. Screen? You sure you want him to oh, be wow. your teammate? Uh, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very sure of that. <laughs> right. is, is, is it that tempering? No, no. <laughs> Shots fired Tem- uh, in Europe. Tempering rules, tempering rules does not apply on All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine NFL owners and NFL players joking about tempering with NFL media members? Like, yeah. But like, they've created a league in the NBA where the players are completely empowered. Yeah. And the NFL has created a league where they treat the players like they're absolutely replaceable parts. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, let's go try and get this super progressive guy, Adam <laughs> Silver, who's basically said, I want gambling in my arenas now. It's true. And give us 1%. And also. you can advertise on all our jerseys. Yeah. Let's do it. You can let's- advertise the top of the backboard. So when, for that camera angle, Squarespace is on, everything, on yeah. every single NBA team. It's crazy. I mean, he's done really good for the for the league, and Roger Goodell has done great for the NFL as well. Absolutely, both and both for the both for the it same just reason. Seems they like both a weird fit for the NFL owners to want. No, I think Goodell needs to be there because he needs there needs to be a, a firm hand there, or else if you let it happen, then Jerry Jones and Kraft they're going to take over. That's but how come that hasn't happened in the NBA? And then, and like so, and we'll we'll touch on Colin, Colin Kaepernick in a second. But the reason why there was no kneeling controversy in the in in the NBA was they went to the bargaining table and said, okay. We'll make a trade. We'll figure out something. We'll give yeah. you something you need in collective bargaining. We'll if you guys don't 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 protest. Um, and the 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 player representative said part of the reason that they were willing to give that up was their own personal relations relationships with 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 with, with, uh, with him were were great. Yeah. So, like, it just seems because like, we know that he's a progressive person. Yeah. We know that he he's not going to tell you guys to not protest because he doesn't believe in the cause or whatever it is. But it's also a different league, so it's 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 not as close to home as it is with, in the NFL with Kaepernick in the NFL. So I, I see it that way. But I mean, Silver it would have been, is, would have been a huge, for example, if LeBron would have been the guy to protest. Because then what do you do? Because yeah, exactly. There, he's never done. I don't even think the guy has a parking ticket. Because the comparison <laughs> you know, like, is comparison is LeBron is good, where Kaepernick is not. Well, but the thing is, but it's also like it's it's the imperfect messenger versus perfect. Exactly. Messenger, right? So like like. You and I have, have argued about Colin Kaepernick on this show. Continuously. Ad nauseum. But I don't think any of us can can disagree that, hey, there's things happening that we don't agree with. Of course, yeah. Absolutely. In this world, whether it's in the United States, absolutely. in Canada, a- anywhere. You should be able to protest whenever you want. If you're not doing it violently, you should be absolutely. able to do whatever the fuck you want. If Eric Reed the, and Colin Kaepernick wanted to knee the rest of the year, they should have been able to. Absolutely. The message was sent completely the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And the message was sent the right way in the NBA. Yeah, but let's let's move on. But to also, that. the NBA is ninety percent African American. The the collusion you know, case has uh, has never even went to court. It's uh, a settled out of the court. Who looks worse here? Um, I, I have, a f- in my opinion, I I think public perception will will be if you if you believed that there was collusion before, mm-hmm. you'll take this as proof of collusion. Mm-hmm. And if you believe Colin Kaepernick didn't stand for his principles, then you're gonna it's just gonna reaffirm what everyone believes. Going into this conversation, no, not necessarily. For not for me. Okay. So for me, what happened was is that not that I didn't believe that we we had this conversation. Not that yeah, I didn't huge believe, argument. <laughs> not that I didn't believe that there was collusion. I just to me, it was it was never any clear enough distinction. Only that there was some sound clips and some and some article snippets and things like that of of owners saying this that might say, that might lead to okay, he's saying this because of this. So it was never really black and white. But where I see people think there was collusion. Now the fact that they settled outside of court could be one of two things. One is we don't want this to get bigger than it actually is. Two is no matter how small this is, we don't we can't give it more air. Mm-hmm. So that means there's something there. So at the end of the day, I think that good on him for getting the money that he maybe would have made or 
Well, that and more. And more. Right? And more that's it. There's no way he was going to make 80 million. But to me, I think that the bigger message would have been sent if he, if him and Eric Reed stuck this out all the way to the end. Correct. But the, but like they're, they're represented by lawyers. The NFL of course, yeah. lawyers. They were they were probably <clears throat> they were shown the they money advised, and they took it. They were advised about you know what to do. Yeah. And I think both sides said, "Hey guys, NFL, you need to offer money. Call it. You need to take the money. Yeah. This is because then this goes away. And look, the awareness was raised. Yeah. We've been talking about it for three years, mm-hmm. right? So awareness was raised. Good on him. Excellent. He's done uh, off the field. He's done amazing things. Yeah. If this was and, about him kneeling, mm-hmm. then he. I don't think he would have just given up that easy. But if it was because of they colluded for but, him not to play, then exactly. that's why. But he that, did that's it. the th- and that's the 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 message is being lost here is we're not we're not actually discussing this this court this case was not about race was mm-hmm. not about race relations was not about Colin Kaepernick's ability as a player it was about how in a collectively bargained environment he was denied rights to play yeah. for a reason that was that they cannot deny right to play okay. And the terms of the settlement are under NDA, so we're never going to figure out exactly, first off, how much money it was, even though it's rumored between 60 to 80 million. Um, But also, just think about it, right? That amount of money for a guy who basically couldn't work, like he wouldn't have made that money over the years he would have played. 5 million, 10 million max. Which to me means that they wanted. That that one year extension in San Francisco, he would have made 16 million. But he didn't. But because of. But to me, that means that they wanted to make this go away. So there's the possibility that if this went to disclosure instead of becoming publicly available we might have another like Donald Sterling type of incident but on the NFL side and that would be disastrous for the brand right yeah. so maybe there's something in the agreement that Kaepernick you know, and Reed agreed to from next year the NFL is going to put money into XYZ right or something yeah. like that so th- we don't know exactly what it's going to be we're just going to have to see it play out Yeah. and 68 million good on I don't know is that how much he got or Eric Reed got like, we don't uh, know both. we don't know okay. we, there's no way to know hey, good on Eric Reed because he's still playing <laughs> yeah because he's good enough What's interesting though is, and where Kaepernick is not, it's a collusion case because he sucks. That he that Eric Reed got part of the settlement, but he was he got a job. That's the part that's sketchy. But that's the that's the thing. I I think that he I think because him I think he included the the drug testing. But here's the thing: is the the players' association denied his claims that there was any impropriety with randomized drug testing with with the drug testing. So I don't know, man. Nine weeks or something like that. (laughs) And, and the thing is that, that the pl- even the players, the, usually the players' association will back players no matter what. Yeah. So for them to side with the NFL is interesting. Interesting. So I don't know. Wh- none of us will know what the truth they is. They probably said we're going to give you this if you would just convince Eric Reed to take the settlement kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so is R- should Roger Goodell be fired? Those whole thing with uh, David Portnoy. It, th- it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to buy that shirt. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, I'd wear it. And then we'll, we'll send him a hot sauce shirt. He sends us a barstool. And they won't wear our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, not. they will though. Hey, if they want to sign us to barstool, we'd be, we'd oh, gladly, fuck, be amazing. we would gladly be the Kaepernick and Eric Reed of that cause. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, of, of getting paid. <laughs> um, but another dude who comes out looking bad when it comes to man- money management is Matt Kutcher. Have you heard of this story? So fifty thousand dollars to his caddy? No. Well, originally, so. What's to, what's, what was typical in the past was caddies would give about ten percent as a tip of the of the earnings. Yeah. Matt Kuchar won turned me one one point three million dollars. Hey. Now it wasn't his normal caddy, and okay. so but he still won. But he still won, and they they come to an agreement before the tournament saying I'll give you five thousand bucks. Okay. But like so you I won one point. I agree man. with my with my menu item. Like if I buy a burger, I agree that it's seventeen dollars or whatever I'm overpaying for my burger. Yeah. Um. Seven, nowadays it's not that yeah, bad. I I I. I, I <laughs> I went out for a burger the other night and I got so mad <laughs> at the bill. <laughs> I got so mad. And I spent $100 on three drinks. Oh, which, and it wasn't even a sesame bun, was it? No. Where was it? It was a Twirl Brassar. Oh, yeah. They're not sponsors, so we can throw them in the Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. But if you want to be a sponsor, then in which un- case, I'm going to buy lots of burgers. If, you're, if you want to be a sponsor, then unfuck you. Yeah, unfuck yourself. <laughs> um, but I do what I do like that they have is that big jug there. Yeah. You can have well, we've, we've shared one. Yeah, before. me, you, and uh, the boys. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that. I've agreed to that price. Yeah. Now, if I get good service, the tip is above and beyond, right? Now, personally, I'm, I am a sucker. I'm a very good tipper. Okay. Um, I, I work, I've worked in the industry. I, I believe in the industry. I want to help people. And so if people treat me well, I want to treat them well. Sure. Um, so the, now looking at Matt Kutcher winning $1.3 million and just being like, here's the five grand we agreed to. Yeah. Dick move. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, I'm not. No one's saying you got to give ten percent because that's an outdated rule. That's it. Yeah. But so anyway, so don't now, be cheap. 
Now he's come out. He's come up with a uh, with a um, a statement. I want to hear this. Pooch is completely in the wrong here. He's not only completely in the wrong, he's so disconnected from what's what, what's right and what's wrong. He knows. His normal caddy, John Wood, remember, he won the Sony Open a month later. A, mo- a month later in January, he won the Sony Open golf. in Hawaii. I guarantee you, <laughs> I mean, well, his he caddy, like John Wood, got a lot more than $5,000. Now, the deal was $3,500 for the week. So he gave him 5000 and he thought, that's a great... Think about this, $1.3 million. His caddy made 0.38%. Now, when you go to a restaurant, and I understand hey, Matt Kuchar said, yes, but 5000 is a lot of money, and we had a number that we agreed on. If we go to a restaurant together, we agree on the price of the food. <laughs> what we don't talk about is what you tip the wait staff. And in sense... Matt Kuchar didn't tip the wait staff, and what he offered to pay the guy was only after the story got out. Mm. Any repercussions but, for Kuchar moving forward with, with I don't know, caddies or, but or to anything me, on tour? I feel bad for his caddy, John Wood, right now because you wonder what, how cheap is Matt Kuchar to his caddy? <laughs> Kuchar in the article said he still sleeps good at night after giving him $5,000. They're playing in Mexico next week, David. Sleep tight, Matt Kuchar. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. So the thing is, is that I, I can't agree with the way he said it because he said we agreed to a price. Yeah. I didn't agree to tipping that waitress anything. I don't yeah, have to tip, right? Like, I think I think he was making less eloquently. Yeah. I also, we've learned two things. One is that uh, a lot of people see it the way I do in terms of the restaurant comparison. Yeah. And two is that I don't prepare well enough for the show and didn't know <laughs> what was That's going it. on in that clip. Um, but essentially, what he's, I think what he's trying to say is you agree with the price, you're going to pay the price no matter what. Yeah. But then you do tip at the end of the night, right? Of course, yeah. And <laughs> I, I think that's what he's trying to say. But do you tip caddies? Yeah. Or well, they, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to tip them, like a percentage of whatever you get. But in the past, it was 10%. People's caddies follow them, so they're like their best friends. Right, but they're, they're, so they're partners. salaried or contracted, and yeah, then like, the tip is a standard process. I think Tiger yeah. Woods uh, Tiger Woods used to uh, has, has salaried his, um, his guy. So the, the, they would usually make a percentage of, like the, of the cut. 10 million a year. So the thing is, is that... And these guys are good enough to play in... But the, that's... In the, yeah, yeah, it's percentage of cuts or a fixed amount it's uh, so whatever you want it's, it's it's your job either way well because you uh, you don't know if you'll win right yeah so you you're going to give them like at least at least x amount like there's a bottom like, yeah, like a baseline. X or percentage and then and then you'll give exactly you'll give over the top so but the thing is is that it's their job right so you're hiring somebody so whatever you've agreed to pay them that's how much like i'm hiring a caddy basically i'm hiring a guy hire an electrician how much is it 550 bucks for the day i'm going to clean all your pipes Pun nice. intended. Pun nice. So, so I, I agreed to pay this guy five hundred and fifty dollars. He does an exquisite job. I consider I give him an additional fifty, make it an even exactly. number six hundred. That's okay. Yeah. But now everybody's giving Matt Kuchar shit. Listen, he's cheap. We, it's clear that he's cheap. Yeah. Like, so like but he didn't do anything he's, wrong. Like, so he's he's since apologized. But he didn't do anything and, wrong. And given fifty thousand dollars. But it doesn't matter what he gave him because now you're still cheap as fuck. You're still right? cheap. Yeah. He's always going to be known as so a cheap bastard. So being transparently cheap is probably my biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. And I think that he looks very cheap, but he didn't do anything wrong. He's just cheap. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with what he did. He agreed to a okay. price yep. and then he gave him a little bit extra. He's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to save money. It's my hard work money. You, all yeah. you did was carry my fucking clubs. Well, no. <laughs> they, they also they tell you how the, uh, yeah, how the, the break I'm is kidding. and the, which clubs to use. <laughs> but he might have also been a bad caddy. Is the other yeah, thing. He, no, we don't know. We I don't mean, know. he was nowhere near as good as the homeless guy on Happy Gilmore. That, 100%. That's for sure. Also, did Happy tip him? Uh, he gave him clothes. Uh, yeah, he tipped him because he would start getting money. He would sh- wash his hair. So Eli, he basically got him some head and shoulders <laughs> and, and some free swag what from, from the PGA. Fuck. Seriously, and, and Subway movie and Subways for life. Yeah, it was, he was getting free anyway. <laughs> he was getting free anyway. Seriously, so now we know we've learned two things: Matt Kuchar, cheap as balls. Yes, yes, absolutely. Adam Sandler, also cheap. Yes. Now we know. Happy we know. Gilmore, cheap. Well, Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Adam Sandler's not cheap. We got a great interview today. Yes, we do. Cater uh, Spooner. Did I pronounce it right? Cotter. Cotter. Cotter Spooner. <laughs> My bad. We'll ask him. We'll ask him. We'll get him on there. We'll, we'll ask him definitely uh, how uh, how to pronounce the name. I'm looking forward to talking to him. CFL player. Yes. Uh, CFL guys are interesting because you get what you get with NFL players except they actually say shit. Yeah, yeah. So I'm down. I can't wait. I love talking more offensive. I, I love talking offensive linemen. The best. They're the best interviews yeah, of, all, sure. of all football players. So when, when we come back, we're going to talk to Kater Spooner and uh, we're going we're gonna to get into some stuff. 
on and off the field with him. And uh, you can uh, you can you can subscribe. Yeah, you can always subscribe. subscribe. They get the shows, then they choose to listen to it or yeah, subscribe not. on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And then follow us at Hot Sauce Sports on every social media. No one, uh, you can't be oversubscribed because that's not a word. Exactly. So, so subscribe just the amount of, right amount of time. Be a word. You were playing with the Bombers last year. Yeah. Uh, so I was originally drafted to the Bombers. I spent two years with them. Uh, I was I became a free agent as of Tuesday about uh, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a call from my coach the night before saying. Uh, that we haven't uh, come terms of making a contract with you, and uh, you'll be entering free agency. And he hoped the best for me, uh, Mike O'Shea. Uh, he takes really takes the time to call each player uh, who's entering free agency and gives them an opportunity to get picked up. And he hoped that to see me get picked up right away. Uh, shortly the next morning, I got a call from uh, my agent telling me that uh, the Edmonton Eskimos was uh, a team that showed the most interest and. A team that uh, tried to pick me up a couple of times when I was on the, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers practice roster uh, the previous year. So uh, they always showed interest, and he really suggested that it would be a good fit for me or a good team that I should look into signing with. And so I ended up signing with them Tuesday as a free agency in the morning. Are you going into a starting role, or are you going to have to compete? Oh, absolutely. I have to compete. Uh, it's You can never guarantee those types of things. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, starting role, I know that um, Edmonton has a couple of Canadians also yeah. who came out my draft year. They have uh, Hua and uh, another O-line, Azari. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, a couple of good players that I have to compete with and a lot of guys with talent are out there. So, uh, also playing with an ex-teammate of mine who played with me at Winnipeg. Oh, nice. And uh, Travis Bond, the big guy, yeah. probably the biggest massive human you probably ever meet yeah he's like six eight uh how uh you've lived now in edmonton and uh or or you've lived in winnipeg you're gonna be living in edmonton and playing there uh how do you like living out uh sort of like the prairies in canada the midwest the midwest the midwest of canada (laughs) i'm not gonna lie man the the west is actually very interesting very different i think one of the biggest things that i i do like about living out in the west is the english uh when you're you're from Quebec and you're living in Montreal and then you go out there in the West and everything is English, it really is a big change in the culture and just being able to communicate with everybody. Uh, it's really cool. I, I feel like the West is also have like a uh, very open family mentality. Like uh, mm. you go out there and you do feel like part of that community that you're joining, especially as a, a pro athlete, people welcome you with open arms and they add you on Facebook and social media and they reach out to you. Uh, the moment of my signing right away. Uh, Winnipeg also re- reached out to me. Fans from Winnipeg reached out to me and also fans from Edmonton. So it's a, it's a great place to be at. It's always... Uh, but it's it's so funny with CFL players anyway. Uh, it's like whenever I see like a tweet like, oh, you know, uh, I got cut, but, you know, uh, positive, whatever, all this stuff. You look at the comments and there's never any negative comments. Yeah. I guess it's Canadians. <laughs> like, it's always like, oh, yeah, we loved you, man. Like, you know, <laughs> it's never like, remember that yeah. penalty? Remember that holding penalty cost us a game? They'll never say that. <laughs> but if you played for the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> and you, you got a holding penalty yeah. one time at the first game of the season, they're going to hold it against you for the rest of your life. Like, well, because also yeah. Dallas Cowboys fans only remember the past. Yeah, that's me. Kadar... Uh, <laughs> I like offensive linemen. I love talking offensive linemen. One of the things that always fascinates me is, because now you're in your offseason, what you eating? Like, what's, what's a typical day like for, like, an offensive <laughs> lineman? You, you don't, you don't got to be careful right away. Like, you got a few days before you get back into training or whatever. What's your, what's your diet like? You're absolutely right. I know we do have to have a good diet because you want to obviously eat right for the most part. But, mm-hmm. you know, cheating every once in a while does happen. Every day. Uh, I won't shy away from a couple of burgers here and now, but I just uh, make sure that my training tries to compensate for those times that I do cheat. And what's your go-to meal after uh, maybe a game? After a big game? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I think one thing I can think of off the top of my head is uh, when Burger Weeks happen and wherever yes. I'm living. So you get to go to a random restaurant and you t- 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 test out whatever burgers they have, maybe the keg. Oh, the keg's nice. Nice. 
<laughs> we were just talking about how P's overpaid for burgers this week. Yeah, I've, I've overpaid for everything. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem. Um, from what, the dumbest thing I've ever eaten, and we'll go around and we'll get Terry's to, and, and Kadar, I'll get you a chance to think of yours. The dumbest thing I've ever eaten, and I, I got to say, I'm definitely under the influence. Um, <laughs> I had, I made myself a lasagna sandwich. So lasagna is already like the sandwich of pasta. So it's dumb because of the amount of carbs. And then, and then yeah, and then like made a grilled cheese sandwich. And put all of that in a sandwich press. Oh, nice. And then ate this big <laughs> sloppy ass sandwich. Fuck, man. What was the dumbest thing you ever ate, Terry? The dumbest thing I ever ate wasn't together. Okay, so I had a Nutella sandwich. Mm-hmm. I was uh, experimenting with something. Correct. Uh, substances. A, yeah, substances. I had a Nutella sandwich. And then, like, an hour later, I had, like, a grilled cheese. And the cheese and the <laughs> Nutella together left a bad taste in my mouth for, like, a week. <laughs> I tasted oh, it for, like, God. a week. It was the worst. That's rough. That's rough. What about you? Oh, I, I'll be honest with you guys, man. I, I play it safe when it comes to food, man. I want, <laughs> I want to know that my, I want to know my food tastes good. So you know, like, I don't uh, cross those things. I think the most scariest thing I ate, I thought it was going to be really bad, is somebody put peanut butter in a burger. Oh, I love uh, that. I, I love peanut butter and burgers. Delicious. <laughs> oh, fuck. You're, you're fucking wrong, Terry. No, absolutely not. Yeah, listen, no. I got me and Kadar Spooner both no. of us saying it's delicious. Peanut butter uh, and bananas. Yeah. Oh my god. Also good. Um, oh, I had, no, <laughs> so you've never you've never had peanut butter surprise. One of the things I used to do when I used to get home, like hammered out of my mind, is open a, a jar of peanut butter, throw in a bunch of chocolate chips, and then fish them up with a spoon. <laughs> I used to call it peanut butter surprise. Listen, man, I've had some rough nights. I've had some rough nights. I oh, so do you? So we just had Putin week. So you like Burger Week? What about Putin week in Montreal? Uh, man, you see, I can't, I can't put myself in those types of situations because those <laughs> are a lot of carbs to burn off, you know. And uh, one of my biggest things when I want to enter the season is you want, I want to be in shape, you know. So yeah, uh, I don't want to get caught with too many patins under my belt. <laughs> what we gotta do is when, when Kadar Spooner eventually retires. We got to get him here yeah, and go on like an eating binge, the three of us. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll invite, we'll invite Marco Bruyette too, since he That's just true, recently yeah. retired, but he's vegan. Oh. So we got to get a vegan, <laughs> vegan percent for him. That fake cheese. Yeah, we'll just tell him it's vegan. So <laughs> just tell him it's vegan. That's a That's perfect it, yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for for those who don't know, Carter, you're you're a, obviously a big dude. One of the jobs you did outside of football, uh, you worked as a lot of offensive linemen, defensive linemen have done. Uh, worked as a bouncer. Mm. Uh, what was the craziest the craziest moment you've had working in your life? Would you say it's in a oh. locker room or in a club? There you go. Hey, two uh, two amazing environments. Uh, <laughs> the, cl- the club is one thing where you always have a story. Sometimes you just go back to your friends and you're like, guys, this is a crazy world we live in, you know. And uh, so when I worked at the, when I work at the door, uh, you get the best stories. You get you get to meet the most interesting, crazy people. And when kids come to the door and they're drunk already. They say the scariest things. You're just like, what's going on, man? What's wrong with you? And this, they let their real personalities come to, come to light. So uh, I what's think I might be working bouncer. I think that's probably the, the funniest moment. So what's 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 what, what do you like better, pancaking a big D lineman or throwing somebody out that's drunk out of a club? Uh, throwing somebody out that's that drunk because they always come back. They come back in and they're just like, hey, man, I deserve to be in here. I spent all this money. You got to let me back in. And uh, you got to explain to them that, man, it's probably best if you go home. And for for the most part, they just want to be in this club drunk off their mind. So they always uh, tell you the best, funniest things to get get back in the club. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've been in a few bar tussles in my life. And, yeah. uh, and and it was always the bouncers. I always either knew of them because of football. Like I remember, I was at uh, this one one club in Montreal, and there was a little bit of a like pushing, pushing and shoving. But I don't want to get involved. And then a guy that I played football with at Vanier, he he kind of sees that it's happening. So he him and his, his the entire crew just came and grabbed all those guys and threw them out real quick. <laughs> and I was like, I feel kind of cool right now. I'm not gonna lie. See, the, the 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 weirdest moment I had was in Las Vegas. I was playing poker. This young couple shows up. They're smashed out of their minds. They're drinking that, you know, that big Eiffel Tower oh, drink. Yeah. That like Always you get a Fat Tuesday. Yeah. And so I then go to the washroom, take a leak, and in front of me, like walking into the washroom, that chick is passed out on the floor. I love it. So they had to go back to the table and be like, 
dude, you need to go get your girl. She's passed on the floor of a men's room. <laughs> that was, of a men's room. That's a men's room. So you need to go get her immediately. I don't know how people get that fucking hammered, man. I've never been so drunk where I fell down. <laughs> Seriously. On my face and then not gotten up. I mean, I'll, I'll fall in the chair and sleep there. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah. Uh, I would never, want, I would never want Kadar to fall on me. The funniest moments, actually, is when you see people come to the club and they've already done their pre-drink, and so they're so wasted. And living in Montreal, mm -hmm. the street cleaning is terrible. There's ice <laughs> all over. And so you see people looking as good as they can. They're making their walk to the door, and I just watch them, watch them fall and slip on the ice. It's so it's scary because it's like sometimes you're like, oh, they can't hurt, but they're so drunk that they don't feel anything. So it's, it's yeah. absolutely funny just watching these. These yeah. people make their way to the door. Yeah, girls wobble on the ice with yeah. the six-inch heels. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and watch like bar fights, and you'll see like two guys that think they're super tough, and then like a like there's some big bouncer that they're always super calm. The bouncers, I mean, for the most part, there's obviously yeah. there's a few. I feel like I feel like Kadar is one of those calm guys. It's like, oh, listen, just like calm down, you know. <laughs> just chill. But it's always like the bouncer, like please, and then like somebody will come run after him and try to hit him, and you'll just kind of like give him a stiff arm, and the guy will fall, yeah. and he'll try and get back up. So it's it's very funny to see. How strong people think they are when they're drunk. Yeah. I yeah. know. That's, that's that. Yeah, it's absolutely so funny. I get dirty, though. I, I just look for a weapon. What's, what's, what's close and what can I swing? Yeah, there's always you that tries to pull up the street sign and yeah. it doesn't work. <laughs> no, and then they collapse on the street. There's always the guy that's you. And then there's uh, always that guy that grabs a bottle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Fuck. Uh, so what are you, what are you doing um, right now? You're training? Where are you training? Uh, so actually, yeah, right now I train in a couple of places. Uh, I trade at Sound Claude, um, a track place in the, in, where is it? It's by the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, Claude. I also trade at, yeah, and I train at Mansfield. So mm -hmm. uh, those are my two main places I train, and they uh, took care, they take care of me. Great, Mansfield has a great facility overall. They have lots of uh, good equipment. They have a great facility in the downtown location. Oh, also downtown. living in the, yeah, and then living also in the South Shore, I get access to like, uh, another big location, so I get to do all my uh, points, all need all the needs that I need to have a better season next year. Also, yoga classes and spinning classes are also a big thing with me. Yoga, yeah. Yeah, sadly, uh, my biggest my, my my biggest area of improvement is my flexibility. It's always something that big guys need to focus on. It helps you stay playing longer than if you don't stretch. So, yeah, it's a really important thing to do. For sure, I've, I know. Take my dog might be uh, useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I remember the first time I tried yoga. I'm like, this is gonna be easy shit. And then like within five minutes, there's a puddle of sweat. Yeah, it's me. hard, man. And I was like, this is the yeah. I, this is dumb. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> I used it's to do tough. it religiously. Yeah, it's good. Honestly, you feel great after yoga too. So I figure for guys that play football, especially professionally, you know, you're getting a lot of bumps and bruises, and you know your hips get tight. And for an offensive lineman, I'm sure you need to be very mobile. Even though people think because you're big, you don't have to be super mobile, but you have to be. You have to work on your mobility a little bit harder every single time because, you know, you are a bigger guy. So doing yoga, I'm exactly. sure that helps a lot. Kadar, what's your favorite football movie? Ooh, favorite football movies. Hands down, Remember the Titans. Really, yeah? That's all. See, yeah. I've memorized yeah. Remember the Titans. Really? Yeah, memorized. That makes you the least exactly. cool person. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, it's, it's Longest Yard. I love your Longest Yard. What? I've always been longest a fan of Longest Yard. Yard. I love it. It's a good movie. The original one? Uh, with Bert, no, well, the one with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, the original. He's in Correct. both of them. That's He's in both of them. Yes, the original. Yeah. Nobody has a soft spot for Sandra Bullock and Blindside. Oh my God, it's terrible. No, I hate Blindside. Michael Orr even hates that movie. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like Blindside. I love Varsity Blues. For me, is like very underrated. So remember the Titans? I, I, I memorized it, but Varsity Blues is, is really underrated. How funny it is! Like Twitter. I, I won't lie. I won't lie. Blindside is actually my second most oh, uh, favorite movie. Dude, it's so rare that O-Lineman gets spotlighted, right? Yeah, there was even there was, there was, a, there was a comic book called Necessary Roughness. Necessary Roughness. Yeah, it's terrible, but I love it. It's a movie. Yeah, what? I never heard of that. Yeah, me neither, man. What about the? Pro uh, I love I love the program. The program is for me. It was unreal. What's uh, oh yeah the program? What's the long term plan for you, Kadar? Like uh, you're you're currently in Edmonton. Uh, you thinking, you know, the CFL has gone well so far. You think you you're. Uh, uh, maybe get, get invited to some NFL camps, or, or are you fully committed now uh, playing in the CFL? Uh, I'm committed to the CFL. Uh, I'd love to. I mean, playing football is just an honor. Uh, not a lot of guys get the opportunity to play football, to, to get to go play pro. It's it's funny. In my draft year, uh, my first rookie year, I got into the University of McGill, 
And I played with a guy named Laurent de René Tardif, and mm-hmm. uh, he's in the NFL right now. He's doing great in his craft, and he's also a doctor. So mm-hmm. uh, just – and that was – and Jesse Briggs, that year, two guys are the only guys that got drafted. And four years after, I got drafted. And then now three years in the league, no one from my university has been drafted or even picked up. And so it just shows you the small number of athletes that get that opportunity to play pro. So, I mean, I can't say I'm, I'm just happy to play at this level. So For sure. it's an honor. And, and yeah. you guys in that McGill team, I remember you guys, all three of you guys, everybody knew you were going to get drafted. And a few of, and a lot of people had all three of you guys getting a tryouts in the NFL. But now you looked at McGill and McGill's kind of fallen off a bit. And I feel like the new U sports, I guess they call it, CIS, it's kind of slowed down where Concordia looked good uh, for a while, but now they've kind of slowed down too. Uh, Laval used to be this powerhouse, not so much anymore. So you're watching, is it because people are leaving to go to NCAA or is it because uh, just the talent maybe isn't as good? Maybe we're hitting kind of like a, like a gap where the talent isn't as strong. Oh my God. That's a really good question. Honestly, uh, I wish I had the answer because then it helps. We can help focus on changing those things. Uh, uh, it's just a variety of different things and guys knowing what to do to get to that next level. Just it's, it's a really hard past path to get to and there's so many things that affect it like Miguel University it's so hard to recruit certain athletes because it's an academic school and yeah. they don't make that many exceptions yeah. just to get into the university your art score has to be extremely high your GPA has to be high and then you know you have slim pickings from there and then yeah. a lot of things change so uh, yeah I know a lot of guys that play tackle at Miguel and it was uh, mostly for, for school I mean, they knew they weren't going to make it. They're good players, obviously not good enough yeah. to play pro, but you know they knew they were going there for an education and to take advantage, they're going to play football. So, and good on them. Exactly. Obviously, whatever you can do to further whatever you want to do in life, and but for the most part, it's like you said, it's a very small percentage. I know the numbers for hockey. In hockey, one percent of Quebec players get drafted into the queue, and then out of those one percent mm-hmm. players, one percent of those guys get drafted into the NHL. And that's and that's a, a league where the pipeline is through the province of Quebec. It's through province of Quebec, through Canada specifically. Yeah. So just to give you an example, and so it's really tough to play professional sports. And for those who do, obviously we commend you and we uh, enjoy watching you. So we're with uh, Kadar Spooner. Of, uh, he's joining us on Hot Sauce Sports. He uh, plays with the now signed with the Edmonton Eskimos, previously of the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers. Kadar, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Best of luck in uh, the upcoming season, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. And uh, you can uh, you can subscribe. Yeah, you can always subscribe. subscribe. They get the shows, then they choose to listen to it or yeah, subscribe not. on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and then follow us at Hot Sauce Sports on every social media. No one, uh, you can't be oversubscribed because that's not a word. Exactly. So, so subscribe just amount of right amount of time. Be a word. That grave pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, unsigned at the moment uh, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper yeah why do you think that's the case okay so this is the w- I've been going through this oh wait, isn't Eagle supposed to give us the topics yeah you want to do that Eagle no so it's repeat, just the repeat, what just said. repeat what we just said <laughs> well you already did it just fucking repeat do it <laughs> do your job I hate you guys okay Machado and Harper Machado and Harper remain unsigned why? Okay. Thank you, Eagle. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would not know, know the question if you didn't repeat it. Exactly. Because so, you I sounded very stupid. Because I, I always do. <laughs> except when I say Kadar. <laughs> Kadar. Um, so I, I don't think they're signed because people don't want the Miggy Cabrera contracts anymore and all that shit. Because they're like, we the can get the return from somebody else. Yeah. If you look at all the, look at the best players in the league last year. Okay. Yeah, a few of them make money. But like Christian Yelich, he's not like one of the he's not one of the Yelich. top pay, Yelich. He's one, of the, one not one of the top paid players in the league. One of the best. Well, that was I don't understand. Of all the Marlins moves, yeah, that's the one that makes no sense. Is he had a great contract, yeah, and he's a great player, yeah. Why did you trade him? <laughs> because you got a lot for him. But what do you anyway? <laughs> yeah, it's beyond me. There, so there was an article that came out two weeks ago with the Marlins. Yeah, that they are the only franchise in in their uh, of their top twenty five players. Yeah. That traded 23 of their top 25. And one of them, the reason why he wasn't traded, was Jose Fernandez, who died. So one guy so wasn't they, traded. They, they can, that I, guy, I don't even know who it is. That guy <laughs> is going to be the fucking new manager of that team. 
Um, so I, I just don't think that people need, they feel the need to pay that much money. Yeah. For so guys, so so I, have like Bryce Harper I also have some information, some, some inside information. Insider information. Ooh, I like it. Uh, so apparently Bryce Harper was offered 300 million by the Nationals. Okay. And uh, Scott Boris promised him that he would make more, more. money than uh, Jack Carlson. So they've been desperately trying to get $326 million hey. to be have $1 million more and nobody wants to give him Carlos Stanton. And nobody wants to give him 326. So Giancarlo signed it. The thing is, I understand the argument because he's younger than Stanton was when Stanton signed that contract. So I can I can see the argument. But overall, for me, Machado and Harper are two of the top five in the league. But do they do they require do you need to pay them that much money like for the return? Well, here's here's my question is so Bryce Harper has had hundred RBIs once in his career. No, Bryce Harper's a great player. He's a good, very good player. Great player. But now what happens? I think we can all agree Mike Trout's a better player. Yes. What's absolutely. Mike Trout going to be worth on the open market? 400. It has to be, right? He's going to be He's worth the first half a billion. Well, that's if Bryce, uh, that's if Bryce Harper signs for 326 or whatever it is. Then he'll get 350 or 390 like... like um, no, that's be the most at that point, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, Mike Trout is the best player in the league. I think a lot of people will agree. But... I don't think Bryce Harper and Machado are worth three hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Well, they're worth whatever, whatever people, people whatever <laughs> people would pay for. So, him, but yeah. now if he goes back groveling to the Nationals, is the offer still three hundred million? No, absolutely my question? not. I think two seventy-five. <coughs> so they, can, they might get a discount though. That'd be interesting. They might, or they might be. Scott Boris is a very good agent, and I'm sure he'll be able to get. The well, he's back. what he does well is he convinces you. He convinces owners because he deals he doesn't deal with gms yeah he deals directly with the owners yeah he's one of the few and he he convinces the owners that there's a giant market and everyone's trying to get this player but at this point can can he even the great scott boris convince anyone no because we're getting we're getting into uh spring training and he doesn't have a team yet all right next topic um sunday february 17th Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh. We have the UFC on ESPN, Ngannou versus Velasquez fight. So this is Cain Velasquez's return. Mm-hmm. He hasn't fought. It's like about, two years. It's about, about two years he hasn't fought. Uh, to me, best heavyweight of all time. Mm-hmm. If not second best, whatever. Fuck rankings, right? Yeah. <laughs> and But he's facing Ngannou, who's coming off two losses. And to me, Ngannou is the biggest hype train that'll never that'll never get to. Well, his and Ngannou got exposed his last in his last match. Yeah, he got exposed against Stipe. He got exposed against yeah, well, Stipe is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah and against Derek Brunson as well, uh, Derek Lewis as well. And so, I mean, I just think that this is a perfect fight for Kane. It's a terrible fight for Ngannou. But so, my question is: Do you think a Kane Velasquez is? healthy yeah. b is he in the right conditioning because i agree if he's yeah, if, yeah. If, all, if all things are even this shouldn't even be close 100 but is he healthy enough is 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 his conditioning at the point where it's strong enough that he can take advantage of nagano and so, thirdly at 36 years old is he still the same fighter now having taken two years off so 36 years old for heavyweights doesn't mean anything because heavy, all the heavyweights are all over 30 they're no, it's very rare because they're all ex-football players mm-hmm. uh ex-boxers that they want to do something else, maybe wrestlers. It's very rare you'll get a really good uh, heavyweight under 30. Okay, so automatically you're starting you're over 30. 30, get that excuse to put on that chunk. That's it, exactly. <laughs> so Cain Velasquez, who weighed in in a hoodie and jeans, by the way, usually you take off all your clothes. Cain <laughs> Velasquez was always known for his conditioning. He comes out of the AKA gym with Daniel Cormier, mm-hmm. Khabib, uh, Michael Chandler, and it's a great team. And they're known for their grind, for their... The, to push the the cardio, they're known for that shit. So Cain Velasquez has never had an issue with his cardio. Round four against Junior Dos Santos, I'll never forget it. And I just watched the fight again recently because I forgot it. And uh, he fourth round, he was just chilling like it was his first round. And Junior Dos Santos is busted up. They ended up calling the fight. So I mean, I'm not I'm I'm not worried about his conditioning. I'm more worried about maybe a little ring rust, and ringworm perhaps, octagon rust. All right, Zion Williamson. Uh, Definitely a biblical name and this heavenly block. Have you guys seen this? I feel like you didn't feel like that. Why are we watching the whole game? I don't think that's it. Yeah, you were supposed to queue it up, though. I did. All right, so <laughs> the block. It's there. I don't know when it, it is, is, though. Hold on. Let's try this again. Because <laughs> I totally yeah. had it. Man, I tell you, when the production staff's not here. I had it. It's that. 
I don't know if that's the same one, though. It is. Whatever, it's all right. Yeah, there it is. Catch. This is it. Will you know what? It auto-queued into the next one. <laughs> that's what it is. Go back. <laughs> all right, we got this. We got this. Ah, thanks, Eagle. Appreciate it. This is great TV. Yeah, very happy right now. What a catch. Right, Williamson on guy. Huff, the kick. Open again is Hunter. Never mind. Zion Williamson with other ideas. That is called a recovery. That is also wow. called To me, what's most impressive is how far he jumped from. How many yeah. guys his size Not that he was able to get up far, and knock out of three-pointer. Completely out of bounds. And Mr. James. Mr. James. Mr. LeBron James can do it. That's impressive to me. Well, that, so that, I mean, I can do that. Yeah. So, like, maybe a, to maybe a midget. Zion Williamson was in high school last year. If people looked like that in my high school, like, I would have gotten like a paper route to have extra lunch money to give. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that dude. He's well, a what monster. Makes you think he's a bully. He's a nice guy. I, I just would give to him anyway. <laughs> Here, sir. You need just it. in case, sir. <laughs> you look like you need lunch more than I do. <laughs> Although Zion Williamson looked like he didn't skip a lot of lunches before he got to no, and high school is a little chunky for sure. But yeah. I think that you know, going to college, it's probably a conversation they had. Hey, by the way, we're, we're not shaming up. Terry yeah. and I. Uh, I mean, no, we're, we're body positive right yeah, here. We're right. body positive. We're uh, as we that? smash pastries between breaks. Yeah, what's that ad? What's that ad? The Dove one. What do they call it? You want one? No, I'm good. Oh. Thank you. I've, I've, I've eaten. You said pastry. We're doing I got, show I got triggered. What's that ad? The Dove. Where? What is it? Body positive. Is that what it's called? Sure. We're body positive. Yeah. Whatever you are and you look like, we agree. All right. Next topic. Tiger Woods, great in forest areas, really bad in Mexico. <laughs> what the fuck is the relation? <laughs> so, um, the thing, Tiger's always, he, he's not won this tournament ever. Even in his, in his prime. It's because Tiger Woods likes blonde-haired women, and there's mm. none of those in Mexico. Correct. Correct. He doesn't know where to stick his burrito. <laughs> where to stick his club. Yeah. We're talking about penis. Where to put his balls in which hole. Yeah. Um, I no, it's just it's, it's a weird thing. It's uh, he he came into today ranked fifty fifth, like he's he's out of it. It's he's not gonna make a run. It's not gonna be that magical weekend. And and the thing is, it doesn't have to be. He probably takes this one off. It's okay. I guess. Yeah. It's okay. It's he just, knows he has a few tournaments left, so he's not gonna <laughs> go balls out for the one in Mexico. Yeah. No, I'd love to see him wearing a t shirt that says "Balls Out from Mexico." <laughs> like it's a fundraiser. Balls Out from Mexico. And Ball last down. topic for this week, um, a little preview of March Madness. So they haven't actually selected all the teams yet, mm. but we're all picking Duke, right? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. Are you serious? I, I never go they, for the top seeds. They, they have, I always do well. They have <laughs> more NBA players than Brooklyn does at the moment. We're just going to give Duke all of the bottom seeds. Like the lowest seed in each match, we're going to give him those ones. My brother? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got very confused because yeah. oh, no, Duke yeah, is a producer. And <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't even fucking pick up on that. It's bad. Yeah. I was very confused. Maybe like, less like, how, how are we giving a team bottom seeds? Maybe like, less recreational supplements for this guy. Yeah, seriously. So what we're going to do here, because it is hot sauce sports, um, there's going to be a little bit of spicy challenge mm -hmm. associated with your brackets. Um, we're going to put together a system that the loser of, of okay. all the March Madness, maybe, uh, will have to consume something on a spicy scale equivalent to the points that the winner accumulates through his bracket. So we'll do this. We'll do Such this when I get idea. back from Savannah. I'm looking forward to going to Savannah. I'm done. No, this winter, no, no. Uh, but I feel like I'll have an advantage because when I get here, I'll probably still be very drunk. <laughs> and you would have been in Atlanta, well, Savannah, Georgia, where the food is already a little bit extra spicy, so you'll have built a tolerance. It's actually not. maybe you should no? bring no. back some spice from Savannah. I can, I probably will. Actually, I, I'm, I'm not doing. I'm only doing carry on, so I gotta be a small container. Well, did you? Was it super spicy when you went to Bolton's in Nashville? Because when I went, Bolton's, it was fucking. I got spicy. I got the, the extra spicy one too. I didn't get the extra spicy I one. Want I, got balls the, out. I went. There's a regular one. My brother got the extra spicy one. Like it's, a fucking it is, idiot. It is hot. I got the regular. Well, you know one what? You know what? I'll, I'll say. The ranch I'll say. Uh, as opposed to Hattie B's, Hattie B's overrated. Go to Bolton's. Go to Bolton's. But which one did you go to? I went to the one in East, East Nashville, the original. I met the owner. I met Mr. Bolton, not Michael Bolton. I don't know which one I went to. He was just. He was like a, a seventy-year-old dude. Just. He just asked me. Like just hanging out outside. He's like, "Hey, do you like it in there?" I said, "Yeah, it's really good." And he says, "Oh, I'm Mr. Bolton. I." It's my establishment. So you met Mr. Bolton, but yeah. his name is not Michael. His name is not Michael Bolton. I feel like there's a mistake here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, nice dude. Yeah. It was really awesome. It was insanely hot. It but, was hot. But like, it's not like my stomach didn't hurt after I was No, good. no, yeah, I was okay with that. It was good. Hattie B's, you're just going to go to the hospital. It's dumb. Fuck it. It's not, it's not, it's not the My same. favorite restaurant in Nashville that I went to, actually, speaking of Nashville, our guest last week, Robbie Trump, just got back. Nice. He loves it there. Yeah. I was texting him, and it's, it's an amazing city. I love yeah. that city. 
But Jax on the strip. Jax is pretty good. Unbelievable. Jax did. It. They do like barbecue from different areas, so it's pretty fun. There was also um, a breakfast spot that I went to. I forgot the name of this. Honey, we'll talk, we'll talk honey more dip. about honey. other spots next week. For Terry Tam, I'm Peas, Eagle. Fuck you, Duke, and Punta Cana. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your trip. When you get back, get back to fucking work. This is Hot Sauce Sports. Thank you for watching. Very oh, yeah, subscribe! <laughs>